<laughs> where's Braden at? Where, where's, where's my man at? There he is. What's up, buddy? <laughs> that laugh was deeply unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be. Mikey, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? We're just here giving We're... the nose. <laughs> We're Ooh. just here. We're, we're coming from yeah. Sleepy Eye, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And oh, you betcha. Wait, you your betcha. dad's from Minnesota. Minnesota, St. Paul. St. Paul. St. Paul, Minnesota. He's not even really a saint. He's just a city. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying the, that city. He just called not... your dad not a saint. No, St. Paul. Yeah, no. He can't take it back now. What's up? Oh, I don't have it, Braden. He, he's uninvited. He can't come over anymore. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mass, you got Mike, you got Braden Sorba. Sorba. Braden Sorba. Sorba. He's, uh, he's got a lot to talk about today. We're talking a lot about different things lately, mainly discipleship, but today is a little bit different. We are going to go back and forth on some things. Braden's only on with us for a little bit. He's got to go to the gym because he's a man. And the rest of us are fluff. And uh, but we got a lot to talk about with him too. So, guys, before we get going here, get on the what's it, the rumble, the face space, the, uh, that stuff, and share. Get on and subscribe. Click a bell if you're on YouTube. If you have not clicked the bell, you're not really doing your duty. You just subscribe and doesn't do anything. Click the bell creates views. Views create more views. And as you share, it creates more views. And the more that you share, the more it creates views. So get up and subscribe we are in the replication model yeah. um and if you want to know about our model just go ahead and watch star trek with the board that's that's us yeah so rock and roll we are here we're talking about the end is nigh but is there hope for america yes there is there's always hope in christ we're going to talk about that a little bit but we got Braden sarba who is he's filming another flick this guy he's he's all over the place but he's here to talk about too a branding thing that he's doing and i thought man let's get him on my man everybody welcome the one and the only, Braden Sorbo. <laughs> Say hi to him, folks. Comment below. Make sure that you guys show him some love. Show him some love. Dude, you're getting a lot of hearts and likes. Good, good. Your, your heart throb. I need that to fuel my ego. That's what it is. <laughs> it's all about that. And, it, and, it, and it, it's, it's, it's because what you're talking. So like Lily Kate, she works for us. She does our social media stuff. You, my friend, should, and why I said that, because she does a lot of femininity stuff. Like being mm -hmm. feminine is different than being a feminist, right? Yes. She doesn't, but you're on the other side. You're like saying, hey, man, we need some real men. I, so, I, take that, so, so take steroids. <laughs> Pretty that's, much. that's it. That's the message. Encounter hey. the seed oils, inject Rad 140. <laughs> Forget essential oils, drink HGHs, you know, <laughs> like ingest HGH. That's it. Yes. So tell us about it, man. What you got going on? What you doing? What you is? What you be? What you at? Which I at? So I, <laughs> I um, I I was starting the masculinity thing as I, like you said, Lily Kate does femininity, and I do. It started with public speaking on masculinity, and a lot of people. Uh, and I always think back to this one speech I saw my very first year of competitive speech and debate. I was a freshman, and I didn't make the cut, and I was so pissed. I was so mad. My speech was so good. I was talking to my mom. You know, I was on the verge of tears. Like I should have been there. I don't know why I wasn't, you know, good enough to get in. And she said, come watch two speakers. First guy I saw came up and he talked about masculinity. And he said, what do you think of when someone says 
masculine man? Do you think of grilling steaks, a big mustache, big muscles, you know, or, or, and as his speech went on, I realized one, you know, I definitely didn't deserve to make the cut. My speech wasn't nearly as good as this guy's, but two, I really started to understand what being masculine was. And, and in his speech, he mentioned that his father walked out on him when he was, you know, not even four years old. And on his 18th birthday, his dad tried to come back into his life. And he realized that that attempt was kind of a thin veil of what masculinity should be, which is being responsible. You know, it, it can be, you know, being strong and being, being muscular and having a mustache and grilling steaks. It can be, you know, those things. But what it really is when it boils down to it is, is being responsible, not only for yourself and your own actions, but being responsible and providing for others. And so I just felt called to make make shirts that kind of reflected that mindset and i have one on right now the embrace masculinity it's kind of got the uh like it all glitchy and stuff and so i made it as a workout inspired kind of apparel company that that aims to give a message along with you know being comfortable and being good like how you guys have your really awesome shirts i mean it's stuff that you can just wear every day a nice plug thank you i Brady. was gonna say thank you thanks for, for the plug bro hey man uh, but but you know it's, it's something that that I want to wear every day something that I that I feel, you know, called to to express, you know, and obviously I have I have a ton of other like the take steroids one. I just have them that are they're fun. They're, <laughs> they're lighthearted. You know, it's got my initials under it, which is BS, which works perfect. <laughs> show that meme of the show, show that meme, show that picture that he had. Yeah, of we, we got the bottom it, bottom right? left corner. It says take steroids. <laughs> and one of our producers goes, do we really want to? You know what does that mean? Like, <laughs> do we push this? Like, and, and, and it can you explain some of these shirts? Just keep that up and explain these shirts. Yeah, like, stop being lazy, mid. Yeah, so stop being lazy. I just I I preach a lot on my social media about getting outside, doing something healthy. I mean, you you started your fitness journey and you're down what, sure. 30, 40 pounds. Like, it's really really cool to me. I love that aspect of it. I'm a big proponent of bullying. Is what I tell people. I was bullied all through high school, and it worked very well for me, you know? And so I'm a big proponent of bullying someone into the gym and then encouraging them from that point forward. I can't, so, I, it's so funny. Like I can't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't think you're going to have a circuit of schools that you can speak at. If you're going to be <laughs> So we've brought in Brayden today to talk to you about the benefits of bullying. Yes. Clap. I just come on out. Look, if you've been shoved into a toilet, it was probably for a good reason. <laughs> I want to speak to all the bullies today. Keep doing good work. You're making right. men out of your victims. <laughs> no but but keep going with that because i i think what you're talking about is is something that most people like you're pointing out in our culture it's like stop the bullying and yeah i get it okay you know it's it's kind of low-hanging fruit but at the same time we we say it to create more victims as opposed to okay how do you respond to bullying yeah and, and go ahead go ahead no, I agree. The thing is, people aren't being taught how to handle these situations. You know, and I wasn't taught. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why when I came back from lunch, my books were strewn all over the classroom and I had sugar packets dumped into my backpack that I had to clean every single week. You know, it was just stupid things like that that pissed me off so much that I had to come up with a solution to fix them. And I did. And it made me a better person because of it. And And not, you know, bragging or anything like that. I would say that I have turned out better than my peers and classmates did because of it, you know, because of what I was put through as opposed to what they were put through. And right. so there is an aspect of 
my life that I can completely attribute to the way that I was treated in schools. And it, it worked really well for me. And I know it works for others. The thing is, we have so many people. I mean, Mike Tyson said it best. People are getting too comfortable with saying whatever they want and not getting punched in the face for it. Bro, bro, it's so true. Here, so so we got mid. Explain some of these shirts real fast. Yes, yeah, yeah. So oh, mid man. is mid is just a very common you know phrase that's popped up in the past year or so. It's just it's what you call something that's not necessarily great, but it's not terrible. It's definitely not a compliment though. And I just I put that on a shirt in big text, and I thought that was funny. You know, and uh, take steroids. I'll wear that out when I go. When I go line dancing, I, the future is patriarchy is another one that I'm really happy of. <laughs> I, I'll wear that out. And what's funny to me is I went out last Wednesday with it on and I have a dance partner where I go, where we, you know, we swing dance and stuff like that. And I can tell when I wore that shirt, I got a couple looks, you know, just people going, <laughs> what's that about? And there were a couple girls who scoffed at me. And then the next thing they know, they saw me spinning some other girl on the dance floor. And it's always, it's always entertaining to get reactions like that. I love it. And so where are the other ones? Can you put up the other ones too? These are really cool shirts, dude. Really good designs. Look at those guys. Obviously, no, they and I'm the smallest body. one in that group. Yeah. So the guy next to him, the short little fellow, muscular, they used my body and they interposed his face. Just yep. wanted to know. That's exactly what happened. We just put a beard on pretty much. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Because I can't. Mexicans can't grow that. So uh, we, I can't either. So. <laughs> So look at those shirts, though. Uh, what is that? What does it say? So we have project modernity. Uh, each, so each shirt is inspired by essentially the Greek god statue ideal uh, and, and all of the kind of edits that people make of embrace masculinity and reject modernity. And so I took phrases like that. Uh, we have the guy, the, the, the third guy, the shorter white guy, the embrace tradition shirt, kind of the archangel. Yeah. And the one that I'm wearing in that photo is fides in deum, which is Latin for faith in God. Come on. Love it. What's the other ones? Uh, the embrace masculinity and the reject modernity. No, no. Isn't there another picture up there? There it is. There we go. There we go. So those that was oh, same day at the gym. Just another photo that we took with it. It's up on the website. Really happy with how they turned out. First Working off, on, I love how you're not vain. Anymore. I love how you're not vain. And <laughs> not at all. Doing the old bicep with the camera trick. I love that. I love that. <laughs> good move. Good move. Not vain at all. So listen, Braden, wh where where do we get these things? I want to support it. Matter of fact, can you put up can you put up John Flick's comment, real real fast? You can see this yourself. This is great, dude. You you are you really are inspiring. Uh, but he says this. He goes, "You're an inspiring young man. Uh, you could have fallen under your father's success, but you're making your own mark in this world as a man." Capital M A N. Uh, so, dude, you really are inspiring. As a matter of fact, uh, his daughter works for us as one of the producers, and so she she's here in the room right now. Uh, look at Katie's comment, though. <laughs> so so bullying, Katie says, bullies build, build character. That's I knew I liked you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, just, he just shouted you out. He knew what, he liked you. What are the, what's the, the URL, the web link for your store, bro? The web link is just my name, BradenSorbo.com. Uh, and that's where people can find anything. I know my spelling's weird. My parents had to be unique. But that being said, it was either it was that or beer fart was what my dad told me. So I'm glad <laughs> I chose Braden. Tell your dad I think they made the wrong choice, man. <laughs> beer fart is unforgettable. Right. Like, it is. You will not forget that. That's you, true. You are you are destined for success and legacy if you're walking around named beer fart. But, but dude, think about this. You will never be forgotten if that was your name. <laughs> like the, the moment they think of you, they're laughing. It's like years from now, there will be meatloaf and beer fart. <laughs> 
Hey, maybe I'll change it. Maybe that's the plan. So, so put put John's other comments up. This is good. Zuby just made a post saying we need to bring back the bullies. Otherwise, we get to a place like we are today in society. He's right, and I, and I think too, adversity creates the person. Yeah. Uh, count it all joy when you fall to various trials. The trial of your faith works patience, endurance, hope. Right. All those are built up in the character of God. So the more trials that hit us, it's important for us to be built up in the image of Christ. Christ was no pansy. He just wasn't. And so I do think, obviously, the, the, everything we go through has a reason and a purpose. Um, Brother Braden, any, uh, any, any other thoughts right now, son? I don't have very many thoughts. My, uh, I got two brain cells that bounce around my head like a DVD screensaver. I only get a thought when they hit the corner. Perfect corner. <laughs> I just picture everybody cheering. Yeah! <laughs> why? Why? Uh, why do we do this? What's the point? Because yeah. we can buy in in America. We can buy microphones and cameras and put it on, and nobody can tell us no. Dead gum, right? We can. Yeah, liberty. Woo, America! Again, BradenSorbo.com. BradenSorbo.com, guys. Start embracing this. I mean, we got to start rejecting the, like you said, modernity. Embrace masculinity. Got to embrace masculinity. But, dude, embrace femininity as well. Not feminism, mm -hmm. femininity. Mm -hmm. Like, that there is a point. There's a reason we were created the way we were created. And it's not wrong to be those things. It's not wrong for you to embrace those things the way God intended it to be. Again, embracing traditionalism. There's nothing. As a matter of fact, the more we get away from traditionalism, we see this crap. No. A guy can say I'm a girl, and then we ask him, what is a girl? And he's like, I, I, what society says it is? Well, then how did you know what you are if you don't even know what it is? You know what I mean? Like we're creating confusion to face all these other things, and yet we have these young men that are going out there and saying, you know what? No, we need to be men. We need to stand for the principles we believe in. But not only that, be an example to others, dude. There's a pushback, and it's coming. So, hey, we're going to have you back on again soon, bro. Uh, it's we got a lot going today, but I, I do want to have him on where we can have more of an extended conversation about. Would you mind that, Braden? That. Dude, I'll, I'll drive up. I'll come up for it. <laughs> yep. You're coming up and, in you'll house. Come, and you'll be at the new studio. Hopefully yeah. in two weeks, we'll be up at the new studio. You get to see all of our operations and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of work to do because if I don't get this crap out of my studio now in two weeks, my wife's going to be mad because we got oh. people coming in out of town. So yeah. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> you gotta Help me. <laughs> all right donate help us get a studio do it my life's on the line it's true Carry you don't want an angry wife tell them it's true it's always true angry wife happy life oh, i thought you were gonna say angry wife dot something, something i don't know it's in that <laughs> it's in the bible com. it's in the bible somewhere donate yeah. to okay life, guys. all right so and by the way brain uh Easy's already purchasing a shirt, so you sold. Yeah, there you go. He's already, already, already selling my man. on the on the podcast. He's so. he's going to the gym all. Look at that, hearts up. But look hearts at that. Do the there it is. There. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He's putting the hearts up. He's putting the hearts up. That's sweet. That's sweet. Get out of here. All right. Anyway, so, Jonathan says, enjoy your lift, Braden. Don't skip squats. That's right. Never squats and milk. That's all that matters. And raw and steroids. Meat. Steroids, steroids, of course. How can we forget? Eat steroids. Braden, we love you, buddy. We'll see you soon, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Love you, man. See you later. Love y'all. Peace. All right. Now we got to get into the meat of the topic. So we're switching and gears. Potatoes. The, the meat and potatoes and the steak and the beans. And we're, we're – this topic for us was something that it was kind of like 
we kind of need to address this. We do um, because it keeps popping up. And it was, it was kind of funny. I was talking to somebody in the office the other day and somebody had posted on Facebook and, and I was hoping he could find the comment, but he, he searched around. He couldn't find it. The comment was, it's never been worse than it is today. And that was it. And I think a lot of people get it stuck in their mind. It's never been worse. It's, just, it's, it's so crazy. It's unbelievable. It's un- How many what times we have we heard unprecedented? And, and that, that is the word that is confusing to me. When people say it's unprecedented, we've never seen this before. This is unbelievable. Now, maybe for some of the modern Americans, we haven't seen it before. But don't the only thing that you're doing by saying this is unprecedented and we've never seen this before is creating fear in other people. That's all you're doing to sell your freaking dry good foods you know what i mean that's all you're doing is you're creating fear to control the people and i'm frankly tired of it because i don't serve the god who told me to live in fear i don't serve the god who says focus on the problems quite the opposite he says actually think on the things that are true pure just and honest yes i'm supposed to watch out for the things that are going wrong and bad and all those other things but the response of what we do when we know those things is different than the world and if we're responding like the world, that's exactly why you see Christianity the way it is today. We're just here for Jesus, and one day it's going to take us all up. I mean, that's literally what's happened with Christianity. Instead of being warriors for the faith, instead of standing for the truth, instead of saying the violent take it by force, we don't have those types of uh, – uh, um, we, we, we need more of those leaders is what I'm saying. There are a few out there, and yes, they're, they're, they're kicking butt. But I don't want to keep listening to people who keep telling me, it's just bad. It's worse. And the only answer is, well, Jesus is coming back. I mean, come on. There's got to be more than that. I, I was actually talking to Melissa last night, and I was telling her, it's like, I'm so tired of wickedness being proactive. Come on. I'm, I'm tired of wickedness seeming to always, not always, but so often win. Why? Because wickedness actually wants to go out and take territory and win. And so many of us are just like, oh, it's just so evil and the days are awful. I just can't believe so that. It's oh, like, my gosh. And I told her, I was like, one of the reasons I do what I do is because I want – I don't seem to see many righteous people really plowing forward and, and taking. Exactly. Right? And it's kind of like – We've got to get ourselves out of this victim mindset that, oh, just the Illuminati and the New World Order and it's all crushing us and Klaus Schwab wins and we're just winning. It's like, where's the righteous response in this? That's exactly right. And Can the, we please take territory? And the Bible actually gives us those righteous responses and we're going to get into that. So Mikey typed up a whole, you know, curriculi and uh, really can be available on <laughs> the self-evident. No, it's not. It's not. We need to but, make it. We do. We need to, we need to, you know, we get it though. Trump's been indicted. The dollar's collapsing. The oceans are rising and Biden's ice cream is melting. (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) Oh no. You know, our president can't even make a single response that makes any sense. And he's obviously playing into the world's hands. He's obviously trying to get up with world health organization and try to give up our sovereignty, which is a punishable offense that our presidents weren't supposed to go against our constitution. This is illegal. And the fact that the federal government has emergency powers, who the flip gave that to them? And where is that in the constitution? And this is where you don't see politicians talk anymore. You know what they're talking about? Well, we don't want that to happen again. It should have never happened because we don't know the law and we don't know the scripture. We aren't the men who understand the times like the Bible says. And that's what's frustrating. So 
Yes, there are things that are happening in the globe that we know are evil and nefarious. But folks, this is nothing new. And and when you look at history, you start to get a bigger sense of how crazy the world has been since the beginning of time. And we're going to go through some of this stuff just to help give you context. Because what somebody on Facebook will tell you is, oh, the, the oceans are rising and earthquakes and hurricanes and, and wars and famines. It's never been this bad. Let's go to the tape. During World War II, 35 to 60 million people died. During Genghis... Just, just think about those numbers. 35 to 60 million people. We're just getting started. And it, we, we were hearing them all. The preachers, you know, it's the end times. It's the wars. It's over. It's, uh... it's, Hitler is the Antichrist that is moving out over the earth. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Genghis Khan is estimated to have killed 40 million during his reign. 40 million? Just think of that number. They say an estimated globally, was it 2 million people died of COVID? Which is not true. You know, but yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's like, it's something that I don't know. But 40 million people under Genghis Khan's rule died. 40 million. Roman Empire, at its height, controlled roughly two and a quarter million square miles and had rule over roughly a quarter of the world's population at the time. A carter. The King of England controlled about 13 million square miles and over 500 million people. He had the largest military on earth. P.S. We fought him and won. Bingo. The Black Plague is estimated to have killed upwards of 200 million people during its spread. It's just, again, the Black Plague, 200 million people. 200 million. We've never seen the Middle Ages. We have never seen anything like this before. During the Middle Ages, when the population was much smaller than it is today. Spanish flu. This was what, 1918, something like that. Infected 500 million and killed 50 million worldwide. Wow. Smallpox killed an estimated 300 to 500 million for 200 years before global eradication. The global poverty rate in 1900 was estimated to be around 80%. In 1990, the global rate had declined to 36%. 2019, it declined to 9.2%. The Bengal famine of 1770 killed 10 million people. The Great Chinese Famine brought on by the Communist Party during the 1950s killed an estimated 43 million people. Soviet Russia punished over 21 million people through the gulags and exile. The French Revolution, the Reign of Terror, executed an estimated executed an estimated sixteen thousand people by guillotine. Public, public execution. Not, not this hidden stuff that all no. of a sudden, oh, they just committed suicide out of nowhere. We're still going, folks. During the colonial era in America, the Crown had a document called a writ of assistance. This gave government officials the ability to search anything and basically grab anything they wanted. We talk about government intrusion tracking, dude. It's been around. This one, this, this is during ancient times. The Assyrian army, they used to send tablets to psychologically intimidate the land they were about to invade. It told of how they would torture their enemies by skinning them alive, chopping off their noses and ears, blinding them, and impaling them on stakes. One king bragged about how he draped the skins over walls and built pillars of heads. Wow. Lands were given the opportunity to surrender, but if they didn't, they could expect that treatment. The laws in their land were also fierce. The Romans used crucifixion. Enough said. 
Nero persecuted the Christians. Tacitus writes, in their very deaths, they were made the subjects of sport, for they were covered with the hides of wild beasts and worried to death by dogs or nailed to crosses or set fire to, and when the day waned, burned to serve for the evening lights. Wait, 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 wait. Can we go back a little bit? Kissing another man's wife. Oh, in Assyria? Yeah. Yeah. This is in Assyria. Kissing another man's wife meant getting your lower lip cut off with an axe. Because it's it's terrible. Man with another man meant being turned into a had the noogies cut off. That's a just, Facebook just, post, just, folks. Just for for the uh, LGBT community here today in America, I don't see that happening too often. <laughs> so adultery was punishable by death. Men had a right to murder adulterous wives. Murderers were handed over to victims' family to do what they wished. This was so. What we're saying is. We're, we're hearing a lot of this. It's unprecedented. We can't believe it. Now, one of the things that are unprecedented is recognizing gay marriage. That's never happened. That's where it's codified by law. I, I can agree. There are right. some things that are unprecedented, but we got a lot more to tell you. Uh, I won't even. I, I was researching this and I was like, I don't feel comfortable putting this stuff into the podcast. Maybe I'll write a blog post where that way you can decide whether you want to put your eyes on it. Um, And what I mean by this is I'm not going to tell you about the atrocities committed against Christians in Soviet Russia. You want to talk about the demonic power of communism. Just look in a little bit to how they treated Christians, especially in Romania, in order to profane them in Christ. That's all I'm going to say. You're not going through that right now. Every fiat currency has collapsed. The Roman denarius collapsed around when Rome collapsed. It held 0.02% silver value. France has had three different currencies. I can't even speak French, but Livre, Azignat, and Francs. I know I butchered it. Turkish lira has seen hyperinflation on the level of that of the Weimar German mark, which went into super hyperinflation. In other words, it could happen to the dollar, but even if it does... Does that spell the end of the world? Superpowers collapse. Doesn't mean every single person in that nation immediately dies, all right? Egypt, Babylon, Assyria, Persia, Rome, all of them rose and fell. God watches over his as remnant. they rise and fall. But he also watches over his remnant. Listen, mm-hmm. a lot of the children of Israel in the old times and Jeremiah's time and all these other things, read the book of Jeremiah. He's literally prophesying into those who were enslaved and saying, I have a hope and a future for you. We take those scriptures, and I'm, I'm careful to say this because those promises belong to us too, but listen to what he says when he's like, for I know the thoughts and I have towards you, says the Lord, and the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future, all these other things. He says that when they're in 70 years of exile, enslaved. So don't tell me we won't go through this stuff. Don't tell me we won't see persecution. Don't tell me this has happened before. And the only reason it happens is because we didn't listen to his command. He said the love of many will wax cold, and look what's happening. Look what's happening. Because we've given ourselves over to the world, and the Bible's even clear in 1 John. If you love the world, the love of the Father's not in you. And you see churches, you see pastors. We've seen a lot of it happen over the years. It's time for us to take that back. It's time for us to stand for those values, because I'm telling you, it doesn't take a majority to prevail, Samuel Adams said. It doesn't. And nowhere in Scripture do you see God use the majority to win his battles. This is the point we're bringing all this up. It could be the end time. It could be what we are in the end times. It could be that Jesus comes back tomorrow. It could be that this is peace, peace. There is no peace. What is he going to find you doing in the meantime? 
fearing that it's happening or actually going out and saving souls. We got a lot to talk about. Right. And and what if you bring up natural disasters? Eleven thirty-eight, Aleppo in Syria had an earthquake. Eleven thirty-eight, right? The the ancient times, basically medieval times, killed around two hundred thirty thousand people. In 526 A.D., Antioch had an earthquake that killed an estimated 250,000 people. In 1887, the Yellow River in China flooded, killed an estimated 900,000 to 2 million people. Now, do you know there's been a 92% reduction in natural disaster deaths since the 1920s? Do you know that 92% what? 92% reduction mm. in deaths from natural disasters mm. since the 1920s. Did you know that NASA published a study in 2015 that showed that the Antarctic ice sheet had gained billions of tons of ice each year for decades? They include a net gain of 82 billion tons of ice per year between 2003 and 2008. Oh, and there's actually more polar ice cap now than there was in the 1700s and 1800s. And the Great Barrier Reef has record coral cover. Now, we're not saying all this to say, hey, life's perfect. Yeah. Matter of fact, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite there's plenty going on in life and there are things that are really bad. The issue is if you are always screaming, it's unprecedented, 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 it's all going to end, it's all going to end, it's all... You had brought up master servant. I want to use this analogy yeah, now. I think, yeah. I, I think this is a perfect time. We talk about that servant who uh, the, the master goes away and in this parable Christ tells the servants beating the other servants and he's drunk and, and what's going to happen when the master comes back to find that servant doing such. We always focus on that. But I was, I was talking with Melissa last night. And I was like, you know what we don't think about? What about a servant who goes out to the gate and stands there waiting Ooh. for the master to return day after day, night after night? Dang. Now we may think, oh, he's, he's, He's dedicated to waiting for his master to return. My question is, what was his responsibility around Dude. the house? <laughs> what was he supposed to be doing that he wasn't doing? Because he was too busy looking for the master to come back. Now, the question is, would you want to be standing at the gate when the master gets back? And he's like, what have you been doing this whole time? I've been waiting for you. Or would you rather be the servant who was asked to wash the floor faithfully and you are so dedicated to washing the floor for the master that you don't even recognize or realize he's come through the door? Which servant would you rather be? Come on. Because you would much rather be the servant who's caught by surprise by the master and he finds you working diligently, faithfully, responsibly with the job he's... You are so invested in the job he gave you that he has to tap you on the shoulder and go, I'm back. This actually correlates to the to the parable of the talents. He gives them the talents. The one who buried his talents said, I just thought you were a really hard man to deal with. So I didn't know what to do. And I froze. Now, he didn't lose the, 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 the talent. He didn't lose the Mina. He had it. He did nothing with it. If we're not out multiplying ourselves in discipleship, even through Christ came at the time of a tyrant. Paul was at the time of a tyrant. Peter, James, John, they were all in the move during tyranny. Did they focus on what how bad the world was getting and how bad here it was? Or did they go out there and change the flipping world like it says in John that, or in the book of Acts? It took 12 men and they turned the world upside down. What are we focused on? I get it. We're supposed to be ready for his return, but it's, I'm not supposed to be watching every little thing the enemy does. I don't care what he does. He is powerless, and the only reason he has any kind of foothold in anybody's life is because you give it to him. 
You constantly meditate on the things he's doing and not what God's doing. This is a lesson in spiritual warfare that we, we have to understand. A demon wants you to fear his power. That's how a demon works. A demon works by wanting you to fear his power. Why? Because then you're fearful, you're anxious, and you actually give power to him in that presence. Bingo. So what is Satan going to do? He's going to churn fear, panic, disorder, chaos. Why? 100%. Because people are unstable. They're only thinking about, I, I need to be safe. I need to be safe. As opposed to the authority of Christ in your life. Now, when a Christian walking in true spiritual authority walks in the room, the demons do not want to deal with it. Bingo. Why? Because you're walking in the authority of Christ. Notice the demons. As soon as Christ came onto the scene, the demons were, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what do we have? We have nothing. Yeah, we, we have nothing to do nothing with, with you, you, bud. Sorry. You know, just can you send me into the pigs at least like, bro, please don't cast us back into the pit. Right. Like when when you start walking in true spiritual authority, somebody pointed this out to me. I think it's so true. If you look at Christ, Christ always walked in peace. Dude, that was that was a major That's foundation so of his faith. That's so good. Wow. He had peace everywhere, wow. anywhere he went. Why? Because he had complete faith and assurance in who he was in the Father. But he also trusted the plan. He knew God's plans would prevail he could, no matter what happened. He could walk through the crowd that was about to stone him in complete peace. Dude, so it's trippy. It's not my time yet. So trippy. And, and, and the, that's truly, he walked out the best example of, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Knowing he, he had a commandment that he would die and be raised again. Knowing that he would take on the sin of the world. Knowing he'd be with 12 that were, he's trying to teach him. Knowing he'd be amongst, amongst a faithless generation. And that he had to do all that. And be like the prophet Jeremiah while at the same time being the savior. Knowing that some, many will reject. But I'm going to go be the savior anyway. And he had peace through the whole stinking thing. No questioning. It was, here I am. Goes to the cross. Even has the mindset to tell the dude, hey, you're going to be with me in paradise. He wasn't thinking about how much in pain. Yes, he was in pain. Yes, he was groveling. Yes, the stripes, all those things. But he's thinking about the dude next to him saying, you're going to be with me in paradise. And that's a man. That, that is a true, spiritually humble man of God. It's like Stephen, when they stoned him in, the, in Acts chapter 9, I think it is, when he said, don't lay this to their charge, Lord. Don't lay this to their charge. Forgive them, Lord. I mean, that's what a heart. He wasn't saying how stupid the liberals are. Look how dumb they are. We need to own those liberals. We need to go after them. No, no. Even the first prayer of the Continental Congress, when they, when they got together, first thing, one of the first things that preacher said, Reverend Jacob Duche, he said this. He said, Lord, convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause. Convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause. Not destroy our enemies. Not come against the wicked. Not none of that stuff. Lord, convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause. Show them that they're in violation of the conscience you gave them, Lord. Give them the Holy Spirit to illuminate them, Father, so that they might repent. That's what we should be focused on. Not Sam Smith at the Grammys. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're focused on the wrong thing. Our enemies need Jesus, bro. And if all we're focused on is the signs of the times and Jesus is coming back, he already promised all that stuff. I'm supposed to keep my lamp trim, make sure I'm walking in holiness and going on saving souls because what's going to matter at the end? Not your house, 
not your cars, not your stability, not your finances. You can't take it with you. You know what's going to matter is did you duplicate yourself in discipleship? That was the command Christ gave us is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, teaching them all that I've commanded you to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, right? And be, baptize them. And then he says, go and make disciples, which means they're supposed to do what you do. That's so vital in this whole conversation because a lot of Christians, they get off the train of this process at salvation. We tend to believe the gospel is salvation. The problem with that is that means our journey ends there. Right. I'm saved. All right, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, all of the trials and the tribulations and the sufferings and all of the problems become, I, I just got to bear through those in order to be, be brought up into heaven with, with him. As opposed to, are we raising up disciples? Are we expanding the kingdom of God? Are we carrying God through on the earth? Wow. If we look at the gospel as a more expansive position of not just salvation, Woo! but walking as Woo Christ walked, Come on, bringing somebody. the Holy Spirit to the masses, all of a sudden it doesn't just become go to Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth to just tell them Jesus will save you. No, no, no. no. You are going to be a disciple of Christ, which is a lifelong journey, walking in power and authority fighting back the forces of darkness. That's exactly right. Why is it we've decided that while Satan gets to just have free reign on earth, he gets to win, the demons get control, wickedness gets to cover over the earth. What a defeatist mindset. It is totally defeatist, and this is where 2 Timothy 3 comes into play. Now, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open it up. And if you don't have a Bible and you're just listening to the first time, welcome. And... uh God loves you so much. He sent his son to die for you on the cross. And dude, we're here to preach the truth of Jesus. Jesus Christ came to set us free from sin, from a life of sin and death, and to give you life resurrected, to give you and empower you a life that you don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in shame and guilt. And you could go out and disciple others as well and be the example. But I'm going to read, um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more, but I'm going to read 2 Timothy 3. Now listen to what he's saying, okay? Because I want to say, there's a, there's a whole lot of, you know, in this right but understand this in the last days there will come difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not not loving the good treacherous reckless swollen with pride and conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god Having an appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Say that again. Having an appearance of godliness, but they deny his power. So, so who is he talking to? Is he talking about the world? Nope. Talking about the believer? He's talking about those that are amongst us who say they are Christ's. And this is where it's like, we need to focus. Judgment first must begin in the house of God, right? And then he says this, avoid such people. Avoid them. For among them are those who creep into households that lead women who are laden in lusts and all these other things. Verse 8, just as Janus and Jambres with, oppose Moses, so these men oppose the truth, men of corrupt in mind, disqualified regarding the faith, but they will not get very far, for their folly will be made known to all. Their, their folly is going to be open. Now watch. Right after that, he says, how do we do this? 
So what are we supposed to be focused on after knowing all this stuff? Yeah. He says this, you, however, have followed my teaching. This is, this is Timothy. You have followed my teaching. Paul writing to Timothy. My conduct, my aim in life, what was that? He said, I'm here to preach Christ crucified. That's all I'm here to do. And he did. And he says this, my faith, my patience, my love, and my steadfastness. How many of us as Christians are looking at the world going, oh my gosh. And he's like, y'all watch my faith, my conduct, my aim in life, my steadfastness, right? And my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystria, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Listen, indeed, all who desire to live in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, right? He says this, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, right? Listen. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing in whom you learned it. And from childhood, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. And this is where it gets good. Verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Not for you to think about how bad the world is. Not for you to think about all this other crap that doesn't matter. It's about equipping the man to be perfect in his good works, right? And then we're supposed to use that scripture to go do the very three things he wrote. Teaching, reproof, correction, and for training others. That's four, sorry. Training others in righteousness. That's our duty. That's what we should be focused on. It's on the things. Okay, we know that the world is evil and it gets worse. He said it would. Men will get worse and worse. Right? Then he says this. I charge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, by his appearing, preach the word. Not focus on the negative and the evil. Preach the word. Be ready. Instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort well, com with complete patience and teaching. Complete patience and teaching. How many of us are impatient with the world? Look how bad the world is. Own those liberals. Why was he patient with you and you can't be patient with them? Where, where's Jesus in all this? This is where the right has it wrong. This is why we can't claim to be a part of the right. This is why we can't be along with the world. I can't do it. Can I just say, can I just say, there are people out there calling for, I got to be careful, but I'm going to say it, okay? President Trump's being indicted. We get it, right? But people are calling for prayer and fasting for him. When our nation was called to prayer and fast for 1,500 times over this 80-year span, it was to make sure the nation was in the righteousness of God, not for a dude who's being convicted of sleeping with a hooker and a porn star and tried to cover it up with some money. Sorry, dudes, but that's the truth. This is what we've been reduced to because we're focused on the world and not Christ. I'm not saying Trump shouldn't be the president. I'm saying look what we're focused on. When the nation would repent for the sins of its nation and call for days of prayer and fasting, we didn't pray for George Washington or John Adams or Thomas Jefferson. We prayed for America that our knees would be, that we'd be on our knees in repentance and truly broken before God. And we're sitting here saying we should have a day of prayer and fasting for that guy? Seriously? To get him off the hook? Oh, uh, he won't get convicted? Then why are we even thinking about it then? Seriously? He's the only. Representative Matt Gates said he's the only one that can fix America. He said it on the pulpit. That's idolatry. And you can call me wrong all you want. That's idolatry, folks. He can't save America. 
He can't. The founders even knew that Washington couldn't save America. Adams couldn't save America. You know who they relied on? Divine Providence. Wrote about it four times in the Declaration of Independence. And every single one of the founders who became governors said, we need to pray for our country and we need to fast and we need to be on our knees for our nation and our states. That's what they prayed about. And if this offends you, good. Because prove me wrong. You show me in scripture where we're supposed to do what we're doing right now. And before you try to use the argument that, well, he's a man of God and therefore God's chosen vessel, be praying about God's mission and God's purpose and God's will as opposed to praying and fasting to try and get a man out of the consequences of his own decisions. Here's what I mean by that. There you because go. Because if you are going to be short-sighted enough to decide that this is the only man that can get God's will done, you've just reduced God to being subservient to a man. And to tell, and to tell us that he used Nebuchadnezzar, and he's like, we are not a kingdom. We're not a kingdom. He used Nebuchadnezzar because that was the kingdom lineage. We elect our rulers, guys. We elect people. And we're electing that guy? You're telling me he's the only one that could stand against corruption? He's the only one? And I would put this even further. If you want to pray for him, pray for him. Bingo. Not what he does for you. And I think that's the biggest issue that we've got with, with this whole concept is it's dark, it's bleak, it's getting worse. The only person who can do anything to save us is that, is guy. that guy. Are you so serious? now we're going to lift him up and we're going to pray for him because he's the only one who can save us. That's really what we're saying at this Unbelievable. point. Unbelievable. But if we put him aside and we go, okay, Lord, I care more about you Thank than you. what you're doing, right? Because guess what this is? It's still a position of passive victimhood. Because what you're doing is you're saying, wow. I can only be saved if that guy gets off the hook. Do you hear this? And, and I wasn't sure if I'm going to read this. I Do it. I got to read We're this. already a foot deep into this. We're stuff. already in it. I wrote this last night and I felt very impassioned. Hear my heart on it. This is bottom of number five. Woe to you, you Israelites, lined up behind David, a shepherd boy. Woe to you, you men who spy out the land and bring back a bad report. Gosh, bro. Woe to you, you men who bow to the golden idol for fear of the fiery furnace. Woe to you, you cowards and faithless who fear man's hand more than tremble before the power of a jealous God who loves his children. Ooh. It was fear, submission, and apathy that allowed atrocities like the Nazis and communists to happen. What would have happened if the church had, as a whole had stepped up? What could they have done if men had stepped up with a supernatural faith? Your punishment has, will come, but it will not be for the nation's sins, but for your own. Come on. It will not be poured out on your head for your neighbor's wickedness, but for your own faithlessness. Do not cower in the corner for fear of the enemy. It is the exact fear that will give your enemy victory. Stand and pray. Come on. Stand and proclaim. Come on. Stand and praise. Stand and have faith. Why do you cower when you should be telling the mountain to dive into the sea. Here's the issue. You may say that this is just the natural course of history. 
But if your faith is that small, then wow. I have no need of you. We need men and women of true faith who have faith in the saving power and grace of our Father who oversees the rising and falling of nations. Why do we fail at daring to have a faith that he can transform our nation? Do we do him justice by giving in and throwing up our hands? I believe our nation will fast in repentance and humiliation together. I believe our nation will hear church bells ring across the land for our Christ. Proclaim, I believe our nation will pray fervently as one to our Lord. I believe our nation will expel evil from the lowest to the highest places in the land. I believe our nation will place our God as our provider, protector, and presider. I believe our nation will bow at the feet of Christ. Come on! I believe our nation will soundly reject the power of the enemy with faith in our great Lord. I believe our nation will cleanse this land of unrighteous poison and fill it with the love, faith, and hope that we have been blessed with by our Creator. I believe our nation will defend the liberty, peace, and abundance our God so richly provides to his children and i believe our Come nation on. will remember the blessing peace and abundance that god has shown to our forefathers michael sonneville 2024 mike sonneville 2024 melissa just we'll talk about it his wife but i'm saying that is exactly the tongue that jeremiah had that's exactly the tongue isaiah had that's exactly the tongue Listen, that is the tongue of those who are of a different spirit. Caleb, Joshua, God gave us the land. What the heck are we waiting for? These were proclamations. As a matter of fact, I want to take a picture and post it, but I can't. We should. Do you see the, the, the mindset difference? The world is bad. The enemy's bad. Satan's winning. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He can't win over something God created unless we submit to it. And even then, he didn't win, you lost. He didn't win, you lose. Because you have the authority of Christ within you to reject it. Draw an eye to God, and he will draw an eye to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double-minded. He's done. He's spent. He, he's, he's... We know the authority we have in Christ. And I have not yet fully explored it all. I don't understand his glory and presence all fully. I don't understand his grace. I don't understand his love. And I wish I did. But it's so unsearchable, so deep. I don't, we don't get it. But here's what we do know. Either we start talking like this and believing like this, or you can bank on what you're thinking that you're going to lose. Because I ain't going to, I, I, we can't do it. We can't do it. We got kids at stake, y'all. We got kids at stake. We got a ton of souls out there that don't know the gospel. And what are we doing for those souls? Are we willing to stand for them or just bow and curtail? Just like he said, woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Woe unto you, he said. That's Jesus's words. We're not rebuking. That's the truth. You say you follow the law, but yet you do everything contrary to it. You say you follow Jesus, but you do everything contrary to what he's telling you to do. Do you really walk in the spirit? If you do, he will lead you to souls. He will. He has to. He will lead you to save people. And saving souls means saving a city. Saving a city means saving a county. Saving a county means saving a state. Saving a state saves nations. That's our job. We have that responsibility and that opportunity. And I wish you guys could look at Mike's face. It's just so somber because it's like he just did what the prophets do. That's how we speak. We're speaking the impossible because it's impossible. 
everything he just proclaimed was impossible. But isn't that the Lord? Isn't it? Isn't what we're called to do impossible? There's no way that my city can change. There you go. That's your fight. If that's strong on your heart, there you go. Now go out and perform it. Go out and show the Lord off. Let him show himself off, actually. You just be the open vessel. You do it in your most broken way possible, and you watch God move. You watch him. He's doing it now. God is moving. He's moving. And now's the time to do it. Forget what's happening out there because it's going to happen. And maybe it's up to us to change that narrative. Maybe it's up to us to record it in the annals of history to say, you know what? We saw the evil, but guess what we did? We responded to it with the good. Be not overcome with evil, the Bible says, but be over, overcome evil with good. Now is the time. And what's our duty? To do it. And those of you that have watched this and said, man, I'm not saved, or those of you questioning salvation right now, those of you saying, man, I don't even know if I am saved, I just want to say this to you. In Christ, you can't even question because he chose you. If you're truly found in Christ, then meditate and lean and anchor yourself to Jesus. Be like the woman who grabbed the hem of his garment, then, then freaking grab his garment, but you hang on. And you're affirmed in that he let you hang on because he chose you to do it. Even at your lowest point, he's saying, I'm here. But those of you that aren't saved, listen. He came to die for the sin you created, you made, you did. You were the one that chose to put yourself on death's doorstep. You said to God, I will live my way. And if you judge me, so what? But then there's this point where the Holy Spirit's convicting you saying, man, I'm, I'm in this deep. I don't know what to do. And it sounds great what these guys are saying, so here it is. That sin he bore on the cross was from the law. If you've lied, you've stolen, you've cheated, you've blasphemed the name of the Lord, you've disobeyed your parents. The Bible says in James, no, it's not James. It's in one of the books. It says that if you break one of the commandments, you're guilty of breaking them all. You have literally destroyed your conscience, and you've seared it to turn off God. But here you are listening to this. Here's my message. And the message of the gospel, Christ came to save sinners, Paul said, of whom I am chief. He saved me. I was a sinner, bro. I was a sinner. I'm no I hate the line, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You're, you're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I may fall into sin, but it doesn't make me a sinner. I, so change the mindset. But I was a sinner. And then he said, I'm going to choose you. And then he came into my heart. He, I believed on the sacrifice of Christ. It's all I have, the merits of Jesus alone. And then he brought me to the Father. The Father now has put adoption on me, and now he's cleaning me by the Holy Ghost. That's sanctification. Every day I'm getting cleansed to walk against this world. You want to be a rebel? Be a Christian. You want to be a rebel? Stand against the wickedness. Now's the time. And if that's you, I want to pray with you. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I am. I messed up. I put you on the cross. I'm the one who did this to you. And yet he's saying, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. You were blinded by the enemy. So say, Lord, I, I'm a sinner. I get it. I put you on the cross. But I don't want to do that anymore. I repent of my sin. And Lord, would you let me, would you just let me be a part of your family? Adopt me into the fold. 
I want to believe on your sacrifice and I will believe on your sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus. And we preach nothing but Christ crucified. So we want to believe. And then you say, Lord, I repent of my sins. It means I'm going to turn away from this. And with his power, say with your power, Lord, help me to overcome sin so that I could be righteous in your eyes so that I can walk in that righteousness and that holiness. He wants to do it. Lord, bless these men and women who have decided to follow you, who said, I will take that sacrifice on and live for Christ. And Lord, for those watching now who have been in fear, I pray no more, no more fear, no more fear, only love and faith. That you walk in the faith that he's given you, that supernatural peace, man, that's like, yo, I'm going to go out and do this thing. It's impossible, but stinking ain't right. Let's go do this thing. Walk in that and see God move. And dude, you're always going to be scared. That doesn't mean you have to live in being feared and in, in fear. So Lord, we bless your name today. We bless who you are. We bless you, God, to change our mindsets, not to repent of being in fear, to walk in faith and righteousness. We love you, Lord, so much. And Father, for those that just got welcomed into the fold, praise God. There's people, there's angels rejoicing in heaven that one soul turned. And for those who have committed their lives to faith, thank you. Because the labors are few, but the harvest is so plentiful. Let's go get them. Let's go get those harvests. In Jesus' name, amen. And we love you guys very much. I, <laughs> once Mike declared he's out, he's, he's peaced out right now. And, you know, you can show him he's, he's a man. He's good. But he's really somber right now. And I get it. When you make those declarations, you're like, oh, crap. It's like the Declaration of Independence when Adams wrote to his wife. He's like, you think I'm transported with enthusiasm? Yeah, that was exciting. Rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Sure but now, now the war begins. And they knew that. And now the war begins. So, guys, please keep commenting below. Keep sharing these videos. We love that we can import impart faith and realness too like yeah there's a lot to be scared of i guess but you serve this god by the way to those that say oh my gosh digital tracking and they're going to track every bank account and bank statement it's unprecedented do you know what the god of heaven numbers the very hairs on your head and he says that he will judge every idle word thought deed all of our deeds will be tried by fire god created it first these men are trying to imposter god if they're counterfeits, why do you have fear in what they can do instead of fearing the one who can both cast both body and soul into hell? Fear him. Don't fear a man. Don't fear a man. Fear God. Because God can upend them plans in a second if we believe, and he will. Bro, that's so good. Are you fearing the genuine, the real, the true, or are you fearing the counterfeit that all it can do is copy the, the Lord? Think about it. Satan has his antichrist, his false prophet, all of that. Like everything Satan does copies and mimics God. So are we going to be more Bingo. fearful of Satan and his counterfeit and his illusion? Bingo. Or fearful of the God who actually is in control Bingo. and is sovereign? Bingo. Amen. Oh, that's good. There you go. Guys, we love you. We aren't doing these to thumb people. What we're saying is we got a lot to fight for. So don't even think about giving up or living in fear. Be in Christ. We love you guys. Change the camera angle. Yeah, you have black. What the heck are you doing? Just leave it on the thing. Change it to him. What you do? I know. Right. I'm just getting mad at our producers now. All right. I mean, look at me. I'm so angry. 
you. Oh, you can't look at me. My camera died. My camera did dead. My camera died. This is why you need to donate to our new podcast studio because our cameras suck. I'm kidding. Would you help us out? Yeah. All right. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Donate big. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching, paying attention. We hope you all have a great day, a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>